Welcome to NSN Day Daily here on a Tuesday. Hope you're ready for some snow tonight. <laughs> uh, our forecasters are saying it's going to be nasty. You see all the brine on the, on the streets? Have you seen that in your neighborhood? Yep. Uh, we're about to get it. Yeah, that's, we're going to get punched right in the mouth. So, uh, yeah, I hope you, uh, if you were planning on making some travel plans, I can't now. I can't, I'm not going to be able to make it over the hill, so we're going to be doing Thanksgiving at home. But, uh, yeah. You could use the NSN helicopter. Uh, yeah, the chopper. <laughs> we'll take the chopper. That'd be great. That's going to drop me right into the Northern California area perfectly. Uh, Nevada basketball with a nice uh, victory, or three, down in uh St. Thomas, uh, they win the Paradise Jam. We're going to hear from uh, the MVP, Jalen Harris, head coach Steve Alford, and uh, not to be missed, Jazz Johnson, who was also on the all-tournament team. We're going to hear from the guys. Bishop Minogue Miners make it back <laughs> to back. Do not doubt what the Miners are doing right now. Um, I, I was convinced with the win last week, and now on short rest, they go out and they, uh, they, they get a big win and, and take home the title once again. So we're going to hear from the Miners. Uh, Nevada football is going blackouts <laughs> and we're gonna hear from the players and uh, coach uh, Jane Orville about that and our champion Wolfpack Athlete of the Month will join us she will join us from the pool here mm -hmm. in uh, NSN Daily but uh, talk about Nevada men's basketball wow I mean this is a different team than yeah. what we saw play against Davidson and what I see over the last three or four days I want to see them play Utah again I want to <laughs> see them play SC again I'm well SC's a big team too but I think that Nevada would, would certainly put up a much better efforts and look a lot better because these guys are shooting the lights out and they're playing with confidence. I mean, they were tremendous in these three games. In three games, they trailed for a grand total of 41 seconds, and that was when <laughs> Bowling Green scored the first basket uh, last night, and then Nevada responded with the three and never trailed again. So they were just absolutely dominant. They could have won all three of these games by 25-plus points yeah. if they played their starters the entire way. Uh, they were tremendous from three. I mean, they shoot 44% from the three-point line, and then they hold their opponent to 20 percent shooting on average they outscored their opponent by 21 points per game from three but to me it was the defense I think that's the thing that's probably going to be sustainable for the long term is they held opponents to 36 percent shooting I mean yeah. they absolutely clamped down on their opponents uh, and then when you're shooting the three like that uh, it's going to be hard to beat you now will they stay at 44 percent shooting for the rest of the season probably not but they've made so many gains defensively that they can have some off night shooting and they can still go out there and win games so that's what we've talked about with this team from the start is they have to grow as the season goes along because there are a lot of new pieces and new people in new roles uh, and they certainly grew from that Davidson loss you want to see your team respond from getting their butts kicked and Nevada did that they didn't put their tail between their legs uh, and, and play worse and, mm -hmm. and let that style and level of play continue they came out they came out hungry and they absolutely destroyed three straight teams we saw this team grow in literally less than a week more than a lot of teams will grow in a couple of months mm -hmm. you know um, from what I'm Hearing from Alex, of course, Alex Margulies was doing play-by-play -play with them. He was literally with the team the entire time of the bonding that's going on with a bunch of new guys. Look, Zane Meeks, the big freshman, um, being a competent to take the shot. Jalen Harris coming back down the floor, pumping his fist. Guys are making each other better, and it's happened very, very quickly. Alex Margulies had a chance to catch up with head coach Steve Alford and Jazz Johnson after the win against Bowling Green. All right, Coach, your team wins the Paradise Jam. What does this mean to this club? Well, I think it's huge, you know, especially before Thanksgiving, to be able to win a championship. Um, you don't get a lot of opportunities to win championships throughout the year. And at an MT event like this, where you get to leave home, play three neutral games, and have a chance to – eight teams here had a chance to win a championship. And we checked off all the boxes. We got the first one to get us in the championship uh, bracket. We got the next one to get in the championship game. And then you can always get there, but it doesn't mean you're going to win it. And our guys found a way to do that. And to, 
to go through these three games with a win margin of 18 and win in the ways that we won after losing by 20 at Davidson, to me, just as a head coach, it gives me a lot of confidence with this group of young men because there's probably always questions, you know, are they going to be able to handle it? Can they do it? And we, got, we answered a lot of questions that we had as coaches about this group because they were very committed, very dedicated after that loss. They took the loss hard. We had about a two-hour film session, and they dove into it, and they learned. And then they came here and just – it wasn't even close. We took guys out of their offenses. Um, you know, we keyed in on players that were big impact players, um, and we made sure that, you know, they didn't impact the game in ways that, you know, they normally do. Uh, so, you know, we did a lot of walkthroughs. We made sure that uh, everyone locked in. Um, and, you know, we ultimately came with a win. Jazz Johnson with 25 points in the victory over Bowling Green. He was also named uh, first team all tournament. This is the second time that Steve Alford has won this tournament. Mm -hmm. Only coach that's ever done that. He did it with New Mexico. This team was not distracted by the scenery. It was not distracted by the moment. And it was not distracted by literally getting their nose broken against a Davidson team who's, who, I don't know if they're a great team, but we'll see by the end of the year. But uh, I, I would love to now to see, like I said, I want to see Nevada play Davidson again. Why not <laughs> hop on the flight, go right back, and play, play him in Charlotte on the way back? Well, that's the big thing is now they have eight days off. So yeah. what will we see when they take more than a week off? Will they have that same level of play? Will they uh, be able to carry that momentum into the home game against Santa Clara uh, two Wednesdays from now? And that, that would be the big question. And it's kind of an interesting schedule coming up because you have that game, and then they jump into Mountain West play the mm -hmm. following Saturday at Air Force. Everything had to be moved up a week because the conference tournament was moved up a week. So the schedule is a little bit weird, but we are going to see a couple of, of pretty strong tests for Nevada in the non-conference play still to come. You're talking about at BYU, which only has one loss. Uh, they're a really good team. Talking about against St. Mary's, which again only has one loss, was a preseason top 25 team uh, in San Francisco in a neutral site game. If Nevada is able to win at least one of those two and then beat Santa Clara and Texas Southern in the other two, then you're sitting at eight and four after non-conference and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they, they grew a ton. Now, can they continue to do that? Can they keep up this level of play as the competition gets a little bit tougher with BYU and St. Mary's? But uh, Steve Offord is clearly very, very happy uh, in that clip, and he should be very happy to see how his team responded to its really first dose of adversity. Yeah, they lost to Utah. Yeah, they lost to USC. Um, but they got smacked down by Davidson in a game that was non-competitive, and they responded really, really well to that. Uh, how many? What's the over/under on how many holes of golf Coach Alford got in <laughs> in the Virgin Islands? Big, big golfer, and it was his birthday. Uh, and his daughter got engaged. Like oh, this is yeah. one of the best weeks that he's probably Fantastic. ever had. Congratulations, <laughs> Coach. Nice. Uh, Jalen Harris with an incredible week and seeing what uh, what we expected out of Jalen Harris. Harris. You know, the transfer uh, from Louisiana Tech had to set out. Average 22 points, six rebounds, six assists. Named Paradise Jam MVP. And good night. Talk about <laughs> bringing the house down with the dunk there. The and one. Um, they talk about his athleticism and what he can do. Uh, people want to talk and go, oh, he's like a Caleb Martin. I think he's a different Caleb Martin, but, you know, he does have those flashes that, you know, it, he can do stuff that Caleb can, and he may be able to do some stuff that Caleb can't. Yeah, I mean, he made 9 of 23s as well, so yeah. you have that kind of athleticism, the ability to get to the basket, the speed that he has, and then you have to guard him at the three-point line because he can shoot 40-plus percent from three. That's very, very difficult to stop, and I think people were kind of questioning, well, we talked up Jalen Harris pretty good coming mm -hmm. into the season in his first couple games. You're like, this guy doesn't look that great. Right. Uh, he showed you what he's capable of in this tournament. I mean, he absolutely dominated, and it was in all phases of the game. 
He averaged almost seven assists. He rebounded uh, at a high, high clip. He defended really, really well. He was able to get to the basket, get to the free throw line, and make threes. There was literally nothing that he couldn't do uh, in these three games, and that's why everybody was so high on him coming into the season is because you saw this in practice all of last year, and for him to actually implement that uh, in a three-game stretch, it just shows you this guy has the capability of being the Mountain West Player of the Year, even though Utah State returns the reigning uh, Player of the Year in Sam Merrill, who's a terrific player mm -hmm. as well. Like He has NBA kind of potential, and it seems like he's starting to flourish in Steve Alford's system. Well, and this productivity wasn't against three doormats. I mean, yeah. Bowling Green came into the Nevada game 5-1. and one. They had just beaten Cincinnati. They came back from being down double figures to beat the Bearcats. Alex Margulies had a chance to catch up with the tournament. MVT, MVP Jalen Harris. Uh, MVP of the tournament, uh, how comfortable are you right now with your game? I'm very comfortable. Uh, my teammates do a good job of keeping me confident. My coaches do a good job of keeping me confident. I, uh, like I said, I started off slow before, but to just get into a flow and to get into a flow is big. Honestly, it's big for this whole weekend for me. What are you trying to show? I mean, you had great games when it comes to rebounding, assists, steals, scoring. Are you trying to show that you can be an all-around player? Yeah, definitely. Definitely an all-around player. You know, I get a lot of attention for, like, the athleticism or something, but I, I like to you know, do it all, try to contribute however I can. Right, you had two dunks that brought down the building. What kind of message were you trying to send when you were taking it to the rack? What was going through your mind when you were taking it to the hole in those two? Uh, I wasn't here to play. You know, I came here for a purpose, and the purpose was to win games, and so I had to let it be known. And he did let it be known. <laughs> Jalen Harris, 22 points a contest, and, and certainly uh, filling up the highlight reel as well. He can score from, from basically anywhere. He's a big body, big athletic body, and uh, uh, it's exciting to see him develop and gain that confidence because I'm sure after all that time off and the season really didn't start the way he wanted to, the foot sprain and ball's not falling, and doubts can creep in. It can creep into some of the best athletes on the planet, but uh, I don't think there are any doubts on that flight home today. Yeah, for the entire team. I mean, I think they have to feel really, really good about themselves. As Coach uh, Alford kind of mentioned, you lose a big game. Uh, you know, you could have doubts. You could have, where's my confidence level? And their confidence level clearly was not deterred by one bad game against Davidson. And like I said, a lot of these guys are in new roles. So mm -hmm. uh, are they confident as Jazz Johnson, the top scorer, rather than a sixth man who's maybe the third or fourth scorer in your team? Yeah. He's clearly stepped into that really well. I mean, it's 32 made threes this year, number one in the NCAA. Yep. Uh, we've seen Lindsey Drew be able to do what Lindsey Drew always does, which is impact the game even if the stats aren't eye-popping. Jalen Harris has stepped into that star role. And then you've seen a lot of the front court players play really, really well as well. I mean, they're not going to go out there and get you double-doubles and things like that, but why has Nevada's defense been so good? Because the interior defense has been good, mm -hmm. and that's really helped the entire team. So everybody uh, is chipping in in some form or fashion, and uh, yeah, I mean, they should be really confident that they went out there and they won a championship. Yeah, is this, you know, a huge championship, a Mountain West championship? Yeah. Are they going to hang a banner at Lawler for this? No. Uh, but they went out there and they had uh, three games that they had to win to be a champion. Uh, they were able to do that, and you saw a really good team in Cincinnati struggle in all three of its games. So it's not easy going over to the Virgin Islands, which is four time zones away, and go out and play really good basketball. And they did have a lot of fun. You saw them snorkeling, but they yeah. were focused on the task at hand when the task was presented to them. So uh, if you're a Wolfpack basketball fan, this weekend uh, had to make you really, really happy about the potential of this team uh, heading into Mountain West play and heading into the uh, you know long haul of this season. So up next for the pack, uh, December 4th, that is a Wednesday, Santa Clara University. And we will be televising that game right here on Nevada Sportsnet. It's going to be a 7 p.m. tip-off. If you want to check it out, we'll have it right here. Or you can call 348-PACK or go to NevadaWolfPack.com to get your tickets. But uh, Nevada Santa Clara, December 4th, 7 p.m. right here on NSN. Coming up next year on NSN Daily. Yeah, let him scream. Let him shout. Bishop Minogue makes it back to back. We'll hear from the Miners next.
Welcome back into NSN Daily. Do not doubt the Bishop Minogue Miners, Ernie Howron and his staff. They did it again, back-to-back, -back, now 4A Northern Regional Champions after knocking off Damani Ranch on Monday night. Yeah, the ninth regional championship for Coach Howron. He had seven at Reed, and he has two in his first three years at Minogue. Uh, I mean, they avenged two uh, pretty bad losses during the regular season, beating Spanish Springs in the semifinal, then coming out and beating Damani Ranch in the championship game. And I just think that experience showed, uh, and it was just a great defensive game plan. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Damani Ranch scores a 56-yard touchdown right at the beginning of the game. You get a shutout for the rest of the game. Uh, the Miners really roll being able to run the ball. Uh, and just that defense did a great job against Ashton Hayes. I mean, he's Damani Ranch's sophomore running back, just a stud. Had almost 300 yards in the first game against Bishop Minogue, and he had 45 yards on just 11 carries in this game. So, uh, yeah, it's probably wise not to doubt Ernie Howard moving mm -hmm. forward if uh, if we were giving predictions up here. That play right there kind of defined Bishop Minogue's season. That was Colby Crisp. Colby is listed at 5'8", 155. He's a senior DB wide receiver. And this is a team that was 2-3 and three mm -hmm. to start the year. Doubts. You don't know where they're going. What's, what's the future like? Can this team gel? And all they did was rattle off win after win after win. People doubted them all year. We had them in our Final Four. I did not have them winning the championship until literally this last week. I said, mm. I, we have a mom. We have a Bishop Minogue mom <laughs> who's literally our office is right down there. And I said, Patty, Minogue's going to win it. Yeah. I, th I think they're going to. She asked me yesterday, what do you think's going to happen? She's like, I'm so nervous. I go, Minogue's going to win. And I know a lot of Damani uh, Ranch uh, parents, probably some of the coaches and players, are not happy that their team had to play four days of rest uh, mm -hmm. uh, because of the whole whooping cough issue and, and pushing that game back. And, and that may have been a factor, but I think Bishop Minogue went out and proved that they were the better team on this night. And, and now they get the right to go out and play Liberty, and that's not going to be an easy game. Ernie Howard has actually faced them in a state semifinal back in 2012, and Reed won that game. But Liberty's been tremendous this season. That's another team that started really slow they started 0 and 5 right now three of those games were against top 15 teams in the nation four of them were against top 75 teams they really tried to challenge themselves but since they got into uh, kind of conference play playing against teams from Nevada uh, their win-loss total has just been terrific I think they've scored about 350 points and only given up about 60 obviously went out and beat Bishop Gorman uh, in overtime in their championship game so this is gonna be a really really fun matchup uh, and very thankful that Gorman uh, is not standing in the way of Minogue I think mm. Minogue has a much better chance against Liberty as good as Liberty is uh, to go out and win uh, on Saturday at McQueen and potentially move into a state championship game. All right, let's hear from Ernie Howard and some of his players after winning the 4A Northern Regional Championship. It's just, it's so sweet. I mean, it just feels so good. Uh, you know, I've, I've said it many times, you know, it's just that, that journey, you know, and, and everything takes its own course and 2019's taken its own course. It's been a weird course, you know, and I think it's made it even more uh, gratifying and exciting because of all the crazy crap that's happened this year. So it, it means a lot, it really does. Just tonight, what do you think was the biggest thing that was working for you guys out there? You know, I really feel like the physicality, you know? The offensive physicality, the defensive physicality. I mean, we give up an early touchdown and then they don't score again after that. I mean, that's a huge credit to our defense and the physicality they have. I'm just so excited for our team. I'm just so excited that our hard work uh, came true tonight and we went out there and competed the best we could. Damani's a great team. And I'm super excited to come out with a win against them. All of our guys, the O-line, working so hard to get those blocks, and just a huge win for us. Well, obviously, the first drive, we didn't get the results we wanted. Uh, number three caught that nice ball on me. But we just kept our composure and kept staying in our coverage, uh, staying in our gaps, and the results speak for themselves. And we just came out on top, and just blessed to be back here. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm speechless because we did it last year and had a crazy game, crazy ending. 
and now it's just a little bit of a takeaway with being up a couple points, so it's amazing, and especially with the new family and new crew. <laughs> Joey Wright, six foot seven, <laughs> on his way to USC, but there's star power on this team. Zeke Lee has just emerged as one of the top backs, not just in the North, but in the state, and the Miners, for all their effort, rewarded with a home game now in the state semifinals against Liberty. 1-10 kickoff at Minogue on Saturday the 30th. Oh yeah, I misspoke. I said it was at McQueen. It's at Minogue. So I'm going to pick Minogue to win now. At home. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like it. You know what? I'm just, I'll do it just, just, just to stay with the Northern Flair. I'm going to pick, I'll pick Minogue to win this one. Uh, and then they get the, uh, they get the trip to Sam Boyd Stadium. If they win, they get to play at UNLV. That's Saturday, December 7th. But, you know, Ernie Howard, all he does is win, 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 no yeah. matter what. I mean, in you look at this hire a couple of years ago, and I remember interviewing Ernie that day in the halls of Bishop Minogue and seeing him in, in the green of Minogue and just going, man, this is just kind of weird. And I've known him for a very long time. And he, he just, you could tell from day one, it was an all business. It was, we are building something here. We want to bring a championship. And well, I'm sorry, three years in, he's got two Northern titles. Yeah, and there was a risk associated with it. He was so dominant at Reed that he could have just stayed there and kept stamping out regional championships, but they were always falling so, uh, short uh, at, at state, trying mm -hmm. to get through Bishop Gorman. And I think to be able to beat Bishop Gorman, he probably needed that change to go and start something new, uh, to be able to have a different challenge, to potentially be able to uh, raise his team's level of play because his teams at Reed were absolutely phenomenal. And they just kept running into that Gorman uh, puzzle that they couldn't solve. And now that Gorman's out of the way for this year specifically, uh, you don't know when that's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. So you might as well take advantage of the opportunity they're going to have. It's not going to be an easy game with Liberty at all. I mean, they're the number two ranked team in the state by a pretty wide margin over the rest of the state. So I think they're the favorite among the four teams still remaining. Um, but would not be shocked at this point if Minogue went through. They have mm -hmm. the coaching. They have the experience. They have the Division One talent. You're talking about three guys on their team that uh, are FBS caliber. They have a quarterback who has been through all of the wars, who led a team to a state title game last season. So uh, they have the pieces in there. Now they need to go out and play well. And they're going to have a little bit of a short rest having to play this game on Monday rather than last Friday or Saturday uh, they're gonna have to you know turn around quickly get over the emotional high and that'll be a big question for Liberty Liberty went out and slayed Bishop Gorman do they feel like they've already won the state championship right, because right. that is the team that everybody feels like they need to beat to go out and win a state title well, they still have two more games if they want to go out there and be crowned the best team in Nevada so it'll be a fun game an interesting game uh, but I do think Minogue has a pretty good fighters chance heading into this one so it'll be Liberty at Bishop Minogue this Saturday the 30th kickoff at Bishop Minogue High School set for 110. The winner gets a spot in the state title game in the 4A division. Coming up next here on NSN Daily, it's going to be a blackout at Mackey Stadium on Saturday. What do the players think of the slick new uniforms? Again, I hear from them coming up next. Big week in Nevada football and, uh, you know, it's, it, did Oregon start it? Was, was it Oregon? <laughs> yes. was it, it was the Ducks was that Oregon. started this whole uniform craze when it comes to athletes and fans and it's become it's become part of recruiting mm. and uh, no Nevada had to jump into the ring once in a while I mean we've seen I mean a number of teams in the Mountain West go I mean the all-white you know when Nevada went all-white uh, the first time I think was under Brian Pullian yep. the stormtrooper uniform which I didn't mind it I didn't mind it um, I like getting back to the traditional blue but Nevada had never done a blackout and the uniforms are out. What are your initial thoughts? I mean, they look cool, and the yeah. players really like it. So if it gets the players hyped, I'm cool with it. I really like the helmet. I mean, you have the Battleborn 
you know, kind of insignia, and then on the other side you have uh, just their number, which is kind of more of a traditional look. So, uh, you know, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I would have been cool with them wearing all blue versus all red because this is the rivalry game, but Nevada tends to do kind of one special thing every single season, mm -hmm. and they hadn't done one up to now, so we kind of knew something was coming. And, uh, you know, I think it's a good look. I think, uh, you know, it's kind of something uh, that gets the players really revved up, and I know some fans are a little upset because they want traditional colors for the rivalry game, but, uh, you know, it, it, it is something that means a lot to the players. Uh, you talk about Oregon and them being the first ones to do it. That tremendously helped them in recruiting. You mm -hmm. talk to any kid that's really ready to pick colleges and kind of grew up in that area, uh, in this area, in that era, and they really love Oregon because of the different uniforms yeah. and because of all of the different machinations that they had. So uh, I'm cool with it. I, I, I'm not a big guy who like gets upset one way or the other on uniforms, but I do think it's a good look. Uh, and I do think the players are going to be a little bit more pumped up because they're going to be feeling good about themselves because this has been something that they've been asking for for a number of years. You can't tell me that a high school kid making a decision, okay, where am I going to go, puts on that helmet and <laughs> looks at themselves in the mirror and doesn't go, oh, I look bad. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that look is. And, and for me, I, I, I love the, the hype of this going into the UNLV game. Coach Norvell, um, I was talking to him uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he goes, we got something special <laughs> planned. I'm like, oh, I know what you got planned. You know, you're not going to do a blackout in the stands yeah. if you're not going to black the uniforms out. I like the look. Um, some people were talking about how oh, it's a UNLV color. Well, 90% of teams in college football <laughs> claim black as a color. Yeah. I mean, and it, if you look at the UNLV website, which we did in the last week, it's a tertiary color for them. It's not even a secondary color aside from the scarlet and the gray versus the silver and blue. I think it's a good look. Here's head coach Jay Norvell talking about, also with a couple of his players talking about, the black uniforms they'll wear Saturday against the Rebels. Yeah, the kids have been calling for it. They've been calling for a blackout, and it's uh, – and we really appreciate our boosters and, and people that help make that possible for us. We couldn't do that with, without the help of some really quality people that really love, love our program. And, um, but it's a great, it's a great uniform. It's, it's really beautiful. And uh, I think our kids will have a lot of fun with it. They were pretty excited today when they saw it. And uh, um, it's something special. This is a special game. so. You know, we we like to do something special for special games, and and uh, they've they've deserved it. And uh, you know, we'll we'll go out and try to represent that uniform and make a good memory with it. We've been talking about that for years, and I thought we was gonna get it last year, but this year is it's gonna be nice, real nice. Uh, what'd you think of the uniforms? Uh, sweet, but at the end of the day, the cannon has to be blue. Gabriel Sewell does not mix words <laughs> at all. That was the last quote in your article about this on NevadaSportsNet.com was, Canada's got to be blue. I like that too. Is that, hey, we, we like the way that we're going to look, but at the end of the day, you don't want it, that helmet, you don't want that uniform mm -hmm. to be associated with a loss. Look at the chrome helmets. <laughs> they came out twice. A loss senior day, Fresno State, yep. and then a loss at UNLV. Yep. So those those silver helmets, we got one in the office for a reason because <laughs> people don't want to wear them anymore. Yeah, they had to get rid of them. I wouldn't them, mind huh? bringing them back out once in a while, but, you know, at the same time, you don't want that to be associated with, with a loss. Yeah, I mean, I love that Gabe kind of capped it like that. Yeah. And then talking with Gabe yesterday was actually a pretty emotional conversation. Unbelievable. I mean, he was like crying, literally crying, talking about how much it means to him to p take Mackey Stadium for the last time and yeah. what it means to him. Uh, to go out with this senior class. And it just shows you how invested these kids are and how uh, much it means to them 
to be able to play in this community and to be able to play together. I mean, the brotherhood that you have as a football team uh, nowadays is very special because not a lot of guys last for five years like Gabe Tool. Not a lot of them uh, stick it out through the tough times, through a three and nine season, through a coaching change, uh, through a lot of uh, adversity and even him putting his name in the portal because he was so torn up that his brother decided to transfer away from him and transfer to Utah. Uh, so it was very meaningful talking to these guys as they prepare for this game. And so much rides on this game. Mm -hmm. Nevada has had a very successful season up to this point. But if you lose to UNLV like Nevada did last year, uh, a lot of people are going to call it not a success. So this is a hugely important game. Uh, I know Coach Norvell knows that. He talked very passionately about what this game means to him. Uh, I know the players uh, know that. So, yeah, now that they're looking good and feeling good, they have to go out there and play well. Uh, and if they do that, they will beat UNLV because UNLV is down this season. And then they can say, truly, it was a remarkable season. It was a very successful season. They're going to be heading to a bowl. Uh, and people will remember the blackout in very positive ways. Like mm -hmm. you said, that chrome helmet uh, is not very well received because the, the results were not good. Uh, to me, yeah. it's still the coolest helmet Nevada's ever yeah. issued. Uh, but they did lose two very key and monumental games with those helmets. So uh, and hopefully they can go out and play well and, and everybody can remember this blackout game in a very positive fashion. Two of the other great points that Gabriel Sewell touched on, and it was just seniors in the press conference this week, Quentin Conaway, the punter, Kelton Moore, the running back out of Arlington, Texas, and then Gabriel Sewell, linebacker from Utah, uh, is that he talked about returning something in better condition than when you got it. Mm -hmm. And he compared it to his dad saying, if you borrow somebody's truck or somebody's car, make sure it's cleaner and it's in better condition than when you got it. And that's when he really started to well up, is that he was proud that he and his senior brothers have been able to, and when I say brothers, he's got three brothers. Mm -hmm. They don't play for Nevada, but his football brothers returned this program and got it back to the fans, to the organization, to the program in better shape than, than when they picked it up. Um, I'm gonna ask you two things. Uh, do you have a favorite uniform that Nevada wears or has worn? Uh, I think the all blues, just because people have been asking for it for a long time this year, I think that was a very special moment uh, for people who had kind of been hearkening back to the days of, you know, Colin Kaepernick and in the 1990s when they would wear uh, all navy top to bottom. So th those are really cool ones. And, uh, you know, I just think the helmets that they've come up with have been really cool. I mean, mm -hmm. you have the chrome helmet. They did have the Battleborn helmet, which was an all black helmet the last two years for the UNLV game. Uh, they had the Nevada Day silver helmet. So I think they've done some really cool things with their helmets to kind of honor the state, to honor the tradition of Nevada. Uh, so those ones kind of stand out to me. Yeah, my favorite is all blue. I mean, you go yeah. top to bottom, all blue. That was a Chris Alt tradition of only on senior day they would go all blue and some great memories from, from those. Is there a uniform you'd never want to see them wear again? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I only think of the basketball one and those camo uniforms yeah. last year. Those yeah. are so bad to me. Um, but, you know, it, it's 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 nothing. I, I'm very, like, I don't put a lot of weight into the uniform. Mm -hmm. I don't really uh, put a lot of thought into it because I'm just more concerned with how they play. Right. Uh, but it is a big, big deal. So it is something that coaches actually have to think about on a regular basis is what am I going to do uh, for my team to kind of get them pumped up and show recruits that we'll do special things for you if you come to Nevada. So there isn't one that necessarily stands out that going back to the helmet uh, I know they had one one year uh, it was kind of like a circular logo with the little wolf head in it uh, that it, one it looked like a wreck that was probably the poorest of the helmets uh, those one. were back uh, I believe in the uh, Tisdale days uh, no in the um, tournament uh, yeah well that's in about that was back in Chance Kretschmer <laughs> yeah. days too so what a what a terrible way to remember Chance Kretschmer <laughs> one of the greatest running backs ever play at Nevada the Tonopop Tornado goes out and breaks all those records as a freshman and he's wearing a helmet that looks like it's got a scared cat yeah. on it so David Neal had record breaking same sort of thing but uh
It's only an hour-long show. <laughs> Coming up next here on NSN Daily, we will introduce you to the champion Chevrolet Wolfpack Athlete of the Month. That's next. Welcome back in here to NSN Daily. It's our champion Chevrolet Wolfpack Athlete of the Month. We go to women's swimming and diving, and Andresa Sholodovskis is joining us now from Brazil. <laughs> she's uh, laughing yeah. at you. And she's already <laughs> laughing at me because I'm mispronouncing her name. Well, I'm in, in, show me up. Uh, Sholodovskis. Sholodovskis, Okay, yeah. very good. <laughs> Nicola Adair on the track team. She always makes fun of us, too. Yeah. I'd like to see somebody in Brazil say Samudio. They'll probably get it right, though. That's Maybe. my last name. But, uh, uh, tell me about your journey just to get to America and to get to the University of Nevada. Um... It was pretty intense, uh, but it's always been my dream to come to America and study and still um, do what I love, which is swimming. So um, it was intense. Uh, I worked really hard, and I was lucky that Brendan Bray, my, uh, our head coach right now, found me, mm -hmm. and he recruited me. So, <laughs> What was the, the, the final reaction like when you told your family and you told you'd been to America before, yeah. but you told your friends, I'm going to go study at this university in America, what was the reaction? So most of my best friends are here in America studying as well and nice. swimming. So uh, they're all very excited for me and uh, my family always been very supportive of me. So when they were here, when I decided actually to come, uh, all of my cousins uh, helped me out to get my, uh, a very good academic level mm -hmm. for me. And also my other coach helped me uh, my other cousin helped me talk to Brennan and see if he, like, Brennan was a really good person for me to be mm -hmm. with and coach me if he really cared about me. So they're always very supportive. Nice. We were talking before we went to air what uh, winter was like in Brazil, and you said it's <laughs> around the 60-degree mark. <laughs> That's cool. uh, but yeah. you said when you first flew in, uh, you saw a snowstorm coming yeah. into Reno. So what was your reaction when you, you made your first trip and you saw all of that snow? Um, I just look outside of the window and on the plane and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere. But uh, I hopped down the plane and I went to, I remember going to, going down the baggage claim and I saw Brennan and his wife Beth waiting for me and I really, I just felt lucky that they were there for me and I knew that I wasn't going to be alone. So, um, yeah, I was pretty excited. After a while, I just look around and pass through the, that bridge that you come from the freeway to mm -hmm. the campus, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty nice. nice, nice. Yeah. Well, tell me about this group of girls, this, uh, this, this team that you're on. Very much an international flavor. A lot of, a lot of young women from all over the, not just the country, but all over the, all over the planet. Tell me about the group of girls. Uh, the girls are amazing. We, are, we always talk about like, how we're each other's family. Uh, since we, our families are a little far away, we do have two locos and their families always, uh, like Thanksgiving, they always invited us to come over mm -hmm. and have dinner with them. And, uh, it's just, we are each other's family and they're pretty amazing. And, um, I'm very lucky that we have so, such a, uh, together group. I would say. And you're the only senior on the team. That's a pretty unusual thing. <laughs> you kind of had to step into a leadership role and maybe take on uh, a different aspect of being a leader just because you are kind of the uh, elder statesman on the roster. Yeah, I would say um, I was very, I had 
when I got here, my, the seniors um, my freshman year were amazing. They really helped me get through it. First week that I got here, they took me in because the dorms were not open. So they took me in their houses and they helped me get the classes done and everything done and helped me get through that freshman year. So I think that that group of seniors, they really influenced my uh, kind of the role that I had to be to be in it mm -hmm. this year. And the seniors last year, my best friends, Jane, uh, Jamie Reynolds, uh, Rebecca Murray, and Caitlin Richardson, they really helped me uh, get through it, so. What's yeah. the ultimate goal for you? Not just in the pool, we'll get to that in a second. Once you're done swimming, ultimately, when you leave the University of Nevada with a degree, what do you want to do? I really still want to be able to work with sports. Mm -hmm. uh, sports is my passion since I was little. I have a father that he's a volleyball coach. My mom, she's a swimming coach, so I didn't have much choice of <laughs> not going uh, to sports, but it's been my passion since the beginning, and I really don't want to be away from it when I'm done. I, I, I wouldn't say done with swimming, mm -hmm. but I don't think I would be able to completely not swim anymore, but um, it's been 18 years, but I think being able to still be around that sp it, it, any sport in general, I think I'll be really happy Just be involved with it. In that was there a yeah. battle between mom and dad on whether you'd do swimming or volleyball? And how did mom mm -hmm. win that battle if there was one? Uh, <laughs> no, I think um, my mom, she, she taught me how to be safe in the water mm -hmm. and then she just put me in other classes. And then um, my dad, he always encouraged me to pursue other sports in general, but Swimming and volleyball has always been my passion. Um, two sports that I love. I really miss playing volleyball. But um, when I had to decide between both of them, I was, um, it was my first national team in swimming. So I was like, okay, like it's my chance to be uh, uh, really good at it. So, and I wasn't really tall for, for <laughs> volleyball yeah. at the time. So yeah, I just decided to go for swimming. Your, uh, your team is 5-0 and in dual meets this year, coming off of a strong finish in Houston. You've got now three dual meets out on the road. Where do you think this team is, and do you guys think you're ready to make a run at that Mountain West Championship? We are in a pretty good position. Uh, I think that we work really hard every day, and we always trying to pull each other up. Like, if you see someone down, just grab their hand and take them with you. Mm -hmm. and. Um, it's just we're real in a really good position right now to um, just have fun and trying to win that Mountain West that uh, we're trying to for four years now again win that Mountain West. So, Tell me about Reno and what Reno has been like for you. I mean, I don't know of any Brazilian restaurants in <laughs> Reno. They're opening one right are, are now. They now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just right. found out it's uh, by Midtown, okay. like entering Midtown. Uh, but you need to go in and tell them what to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be authentic. Yes, yeah, so I think it's going to be a steakhouse or okay. something like that. But um, Reno, it's amazing. Like I, I told you before, uh, it's, it reminds me of home. We're in the middle of the mountains at home, mm -hmm. and here we are too. So it's, it's my second home. I created a family here with the team and uh, with the, the whole University of Nevada. I'm a really... It created my second family yeah. here, so it's really special. 
your original home obviously hosted the Olympics not too long ago and you were able to attend some of the events. How cool is that to see your home country host the summer games and then to be able to go to some of that stuff? It was amazing. Um, I had chills all over my body because um, I was lucky because when you entered to get the tickets for it, uh, it was kind of like a lottery, lottery so you didn't know what days you were going to get. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky that I got a ticket for the 200 butterfly uh, final from the Mi wow. Michael Phelps. So seeing him race his comeback from it, from London, and seeing that race especially such an icon for the whole swim world. And I had chills all over. I remember recording it and I was shaking, <laughs> like all the recordings just shaking because mm -hmm. everyone was so happy for him. And we're such a passionate country that like it really got me in chills all over. You talked about the local families welcoming you in and, and making you feel welcome. It is Thanksgiving week. Uh, you talked about Thanksgiving. Uh, is there a Thanksgiving food that you've been introduced <laughs> to in America that you say that's something I like and I'll, I'll want to have that the rest of my life? I really can't say that. <laughs> no? It's so good. Yeah, like, it's, food it's in good. general. Oh, okay. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can tell me it was all bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, I think um, the pies, maybe, mm -hmm. really gets mm -hmm. me. Apple pies, and yeah, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Everything's well, good. Congratulations on uh, being named the <laughs> Thank champion. Thank you. Wolfpack Athlete of the Month. Thanks yeah, for coming by. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, the Ravens for real? We're going to check that out next. And yes, they are. I'll answer that question now. You know, is it the Rams were that bad or have been that disappointing? Or are the Ravens for real? I'm going to say yes <laughs> to both. The Ravens are for real and the Rams are disappointing compared to what a lot of people thought they were going to be. Uh, it was 14-0 before you could even blink. You haven't mm -hmm. even you know, touched your burger or whatever you're having for dinner. And then suddenly the Ravens just run away and absolutely literally run over Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I mean, the Rams have clearly taken a couple of steps back. I don't know what happened to Todd Gurley. Like, mm -hmm. he was an MVP right? candidate until the end of last season, and now he can't get anything going. Jared Goff has regressed, and I can kind of attribute that one just to the offensive line not being very good. But uh, I think this is more about the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens are just cutting through teams. They destroyed the Patriots. They destroyed the Rams. They're destroying everybody they've played. Uh, really, you look at the last 10 games, their defense has been elite after a very rough start. And then Lamar Jackson's just been unstoppable. I mean, people are comparing him to Michael Vick. He's better right now than Michael Vick ever was yes, in his career. no doubt. Uh, he is taking the league by storm. How long will it last? Will we be able to continue it? I don't know, but right now in this window, in this year, uh, to me, the Ravens are the best team in the NFL at this point. Uh, I don't know how teams are going to stop them, and the 49ers get them next week. I'm just really looking forward to that matchup. Uh, but this is a tremendous football team, and they've been able to flip it pretty quickly. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they let Flacco go for a couple years where he was struggling, uh, but they're going to have this long window if Lamar Jackson plays like this over the next 10 years uh, where they're going to be, uh, you know, Super Bowl contenders every single season because, to me, he is the MVP of the league this well, year. And there's so many people criticize Lamar Jackson. Oh, he's a running back. He's a, he's a, a quarterback who, or a running back who, who plays quarterback. No, he's a quarterback who can run. He mm -hmm. was 15 of 20, 169 yards, five touchdowns. A third of his pass completions were touchdowns. Mark Ingram at the same time, 111 yards on the ground. He scored a touchdown. And oh yeah, Lamar Jackson ran for almost 100 yards. He had 95 yards on the ground. So yeah, I, I think it's sky's the limit right now for the Ravens. And if you're in LA right now, you're, you're going, how are we going to fill a stadium when we have a team that's six and five 
and they are expecting at uh, 11 games in, I think the Rams were expecting to be 9-2 at the yeah. worst. I mean, they sunk a ton of money into Gurley and to Goff, and they just traded for Jalen Ramsey, who they're going to have to pay. So this is their core moving forward. I think they're going to have some difficulties getting back to that Super Bowl level. It just shows you how quickly your window can shut in the NFL. I mean, they go into last year's Super Bowl against Patriots, probably thinking they're going to win, and now I don't know what their future looks like. But I do think the Ravens are going to be good for a long, long time. And you have to give a lot of credit to Greg Roman. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator uh, for the 49ers when they had Colin Kaepernick, and he did a lot of different things to try and use that skill set. Same thing here with the Ravens. He's changed their offense. And it's just funny to me because you had Bill Polian, a six-time NFL executive, a Hall of Famer, who said that Lamar Jackson needed to be a wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Clearly that was wrong. You had four teams in the draft two years ago pick uh, a quarterback in the top ten picks. Lamar Jackson falls to the last pick of the first round. It just shows you how unpredictable, how uncertain the NFL is. But kudos to John Harbaugh for putting this together uh, and kind of saying, you know, we're going to build our offense around him. We mm -hmm. believe in his skill set, and we're going to do things in our offense to make sure he's able to play at his best. And uh, he's just been tremendous. And like you said, he's not a running quarterback. No. Yes, he can run, and the athleticism is unreal. Uh, I mean, this is probably the best athlete in the NFL out of every single player in the NFL. But he also can throw. I mean, he's been very accurate. He makes quick reads. Yes, they've made the offense very strong for him to be able to make those reads, but he can kill you with his arm, too. He killed the Patriots uh, defense with his arm, and the Patriots have been shutting down everybody defensively. So uh, just a tremendous player having a tremendous season, and we'll see if that uh, leads to a Super Bowl down the road. Well, you look at the way he threw the ball last night, and then suddenly the Rams are dropping everybody <laughs> in coverage, and Lamar's like, really, you want me to take off? Okay, and just scampers up the middle, and, he, and he's gone. He's just such a great athlete. And the other thing I like is I've never seen him not having fun playing football. Mm -hmm. And you can see the guys just feed off of him and feed off of that. And uh, the Ravens right now, yeah, they are flat out dangerous. Ravens, Niners coming up. <laughs> it's going to be fun. going to be a lot of fun. We'll have much more coming up here on NSN Daily with some final thoughts right after this. Wrapping things up here on NSN Daily, some final thoughts. And uh, depending on what time you're watching this show, and I've said that a lot depending on games, mm -hmm. uh, depending on weather. I mean, you'd be <laughs> watching this at 4 o'clock and going, mm, looks like the clouds are coming in. If you're watching us at 10, you may have snow on the ground. You live in South Reno. I, I live do. in the Northwest, um, which means that I could get six inches, you could get two, or you could get six <laughs> inches. I could get two. Yeah. Um, is Dominic... Gonna want to go out sledding. Yeah, uh, oh, a, for a, sure. Where's a, where's a good sledding place? Uh, he, well, what he just do? thinks whenever he's seen snow, it's Christmas time. <laughs> so he thinks he's gonna get presents or something like that. So we saw snow in the mountains uh, over the weekend, and he was very excited because yeah. he thought it was Christmas. I'm like, hold your horses a little bit. Easy. So I'm actually kind of curious to see, you know, in our new house, how much snow we get. I've yeah. heard that since we're so close to the mountain that we actually don't get that much. Mm -hmm. uh, neighbors have told me that, so it might be a snow-free kind of area. But I think the amount of weather that we're gonna get uh, tonight, yeah. that it will not be a, a snow-free area. I think we're going to get a pretty good dose, so we'll see. Yeah, it sounds like uh, meteorologists are, are, are really bracing for something to start coming in around 7, 8 o'clock tonight, 5 o'clock tonight. I'm hearing all kinds of different numbers, so uh, batten down the hatches and hope you got your turkey and your stuff <laughs> for, uh, for Thanksgiving because it looks like this weather system is going to come through. And if you do have to make travel plans and get over the pass, leave early. I can't go because... I have to do this show, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. We're going to hunker down and have a nice Thanksgiving and watch uh, watch some football. Triple header on Thanksgiving. Bills Day. Cowboys. There you go. My Bills. I know. I'll be rooting I for I still don't bills. think they're very good, but if they beat the Cowboys, maybe I'll give them a little bit I'll of credit. Give you a little more credit. Yeah. But you know, the Cowboys are in kind of a tailspin right now yeah. too. So we'll see what what shows up with them. Thanks very much for joining us here on NSN Daily. We'll continue our coverage of Nevada and UNLV as the week continues on, starting tomorrow. We'll see you then.